Given I've been trapped under a snot-faced baby for most of it, so oh. for the day, so yeah, like it's okay to slow down every now and then, and uh, whatever bad moods you're feeling, you just have to let it go, really, don't you? Um. <laughs> well, although I guess the alternative that this episode suggests is just let it take you. <laughs> yeah, let it take you on a journey. This was the um, bluey episode that I felt divided the internet, Mary. So I'm really interested in your hot take on on okay, whether you right. liked, whether you loved, whether you weren't that keen. Where do you fall? Uh, I think I'm up. It's it's been a journey, much like Bingo goes through. But I think I'm up to love, um, mm. and it's taken a few watches to get there. So what mm. about you, straight up? Yeah, when I first saw this, I was sort of like, mm, not really keen on watching that one again because I didn't want the four-year-old trashing the house (laughs) (laughs) as opposed to what he normally does. But um, no, re-watching actually for recording it today, I had a much deeper level of appreciation and all the subtle layers and, but it was so interesting reading people's comments online about this one because people really had visceral reactions it almost seemed to watching this bad mood play itself out. Bad mood, like it is a kind of controversial concept, is it? Whether, you know, we talk about being in a bad mood almost like people used to talk about like mental health, like, oh, you know, just buck up and snap out of it. And I think where this episode is going is actually when you're talking about a four-year-old in a bad mood, maybe they don't have that many options open to them. And I can think of one 38-year-old sometimes in a bad mood who (laughs) could probably, you know, feel like they can relate. I can't help it. Well, this is the the expectation that we have of our kids, don't we, which is probably so, well, it is unfair, really, um, that, you know, every day is going to be amazing because we make it amazing and that they're always going to be happy and content and as long as we're feeding them the right things and doing fun activities, that they're always going to be happy. And I know I some days just wake up for no particular reason in a terrible mood and why should I expect my four-year-old to be any different from that, especially when they're juggling with much more complex emotional things going on. (laughs) It's weird, isn't it? Like to to not expect that your kids are just going to be cranky someday because you're having a bad day. Bingo, what's going to do you? It's not me. I think, yeah, expectations and realities very much uh, where this episode starts because it's... (laughs) It's, you know, who who is to say when the right time is to get a chocolate chip cookie and sneakily <laughs> eat it, unfortunately, by a large window that Chili happens to be cleaning? I'm going to eat you. Bingo! I didn't say you could have a biscuit. Put it back. Sorry. 
But, yeah, you can certainly see where Bingo's bad mood comes from, that she's been caught in the act. Obviously, you know, I don't know if she was trying to be sneaky or not, but looks like she feels pretty justified in uh, accessing the choc chip biscuit stash, which um, I reckon if a four-year-old can reach the choc chip biscuit stash, that's probably where your problems are coming from. (laughs) You're being a bit of a cheeky kid today. I'm not a cheeky kid. I know. You're a good kid. But you just called me cheeky. Um, being caught out by Chili and the conversation that comes from that is where the bad mood arises. Like, do you have that discussion in your house, Kate, or is it even sort of going on in your head how to talk about being naughty versus naughty kids? Yeah, and... Uh, I think we've talked about this on the podcast briefly before, but um, I guess it's that difference between guilt and shame. Like, you know, when you're feeling sort of guilty about something, you're like, oh, I did something bad versus shame, I am bad or internalising that. And there's been so much research, you know. I mean, when we were at school, man, I always remember there was a specific group of kids that were always referred to as the naughty kids and now as an adult looking back, you kind of think, well, how can you break that mould if that's from a very young age what you're being told that you are? You know, then you start to want to live up to that, I guess. Or, you know, maybe that becomes part of your identity. No, I said you're being cheeky. There's a difference. No, there isn't. Oh, bingo. Well, I feel like I've got a long way to go on this because even just the the English language of it. Like I don't quite get the kind of distinction that Chili's drawing of, no, I'm not saying you're a naughty kid. I'm saying you're You're being being naughty, naughty. which would, if you're being it, surely it is you, you are naughty. And, you know, that, that being confusing to me is like, well, do kids understand the distinction if you're using that or perhaps, you know, perhaps those kind of words are to be avoided in the first place, but you've got to, You've got to have some way to say, well, that's not what we do. Mm, mm, mm. Um, but, but, yeah, I, I can guess see. <laughs> is that distinction, like um, I just listened to the most amazing TED Talk recently um, by Susan David called Emotional Agility and she's like an emotions expert and it was talking about how when we feel sad or um, frustrated or whatever, it's almost like I am sad, I am stressed And she's saying, you know, we almost picture our life like we're a cloud, you know, and we're carrying this emotion with us. But she said, we're not the cloud, we're the sky. And I'm wondering if, like, you know, the motion's floating through that sky. I wonder if this is a little bit the same, if you know I'm getting getting to a point that, like, the child is the sky and when they're being naughty, that's the cloud going across. But it doesn't change the fact that they're more than just that action. Yes. Okay. I'm liking that. Um, Mm. I'm wondering if the uh, metaphor could be transferred to maybe choc chip cookies so my kids (laughs) actually relate to it, but but I'll work on it. Because it talked about validating emotions as well because, um, you know, we're so – it was talking about the toxicity of always having positive emotion 
sort of in your life, you know, like it's these things like you're feeling terrible about something. People are like, oh, just be positive or, you know, that you're somehow manifesting bad things to happen if you're giving oxygen to the bad feelings that you're feeling. But she was really explaining that all emotions are important because they give us data about how we're feeling and what actions we can take from that. So, you know, if you're feeling angry and you acknowledge that you're angry, you can go, well, maybe this is where I need to use my voice and stand up for something or, you know, act more within my values and things like that. So, um, and she was saying that by always trying to be positive and bottling up these negative emotions, it can really impact the way that, you know, you feel comfortable with expressing yourself and being who you actually are. So, yeah, that's a long way of saying um, maybe I should have just watched Bad Mood rather than listening to a TED Talk. <laughs> maybe we should all go out and buy Viking hat helmets. I am so down for this. <laughs> it was so interesting though because uh, I was, you know, raised in an environment where, you know, there was a sort of an emphasis on, oh, well, if you're feeling bad, you should probably just think about the things that you're grateful for and that you should focus on the positives in a terrible a situation. <laughs> quiet but you know that there was a definite like oh well you probably just should feel grateful for what you already have and you know like focus on the good stuff um Mm, yeah but it's not particularly useful for kids I guess I'm in a bad mood nothing's going to cheer me up nothing at all (gasps) so bingo um very relatably just is out on the floor um you know nowhere to go but up I guess but um but why is the viking hat under the bed yes who has a viking hat just lying around oh no our um the contents of our dress-up box is always all over the house uh so do you have a viking hat Mary not a Viking helmet. I do have a similar, like a Highland cow, <laughs> like headgear. Um, it looks a oh, bit what? like you might storm the Capitol in it, but I had it well before that. <laughs> um, and yeah, it it probably is the closest thing we'd have to a bad mood uh, hat. And yeah. You know, horns are good is uh, what I'm saying, especially when it comes to dress-ups. But, yeah, the fact she can seize it and has an instant go-to game. Like, obviously, they've played Bad Mood before, but do you think Bad Mood is more than a game and is actually a parenting hack from Bandit and Chili? Is it the emotional release that the girls need to be able to label how they're feeling? Maybe. I mean, they're pretty astute emotionally I'd say as parents um maybe this is something they've stumbled on before yeah it's it's a handy mechanism for explaining terrible behavior in your child (laughs) (laughs) oh hi bingo oh no not bad mood like to me that this game kind of drives home the point to the to the non-kids watching and maybe even the kids that once you're like you can't help your feelings. Like bingo, like the irony of this game is as soon as she's playing, the bad mood is gone and bingo is loving life. Um, And it's just really bandit that is um, acting out the bad mood and fixing hers at the same time. But the fact that kids at that age really, their brain isn't developed, like development isn't going to be fully there until Mm. their 20s. Like bingo is a while off. (laughs) 
off. And um, yeah, just that part of the brain is not is still developing and still very much needing that kind of social example setting to to know how to deal with big feelings. So I think this game is ticking off some pretty neuroscientific um, <laughs> theory that A, Bingo can't help that she's in the bad mood, which is Bandit, and B, um, she's learning from the people around her how to deal with a bad mood as well. It's not my fault. <laughs> Wait, I know what's going on. What? Bingo's in a bad mood. Oh, yeah. This is the thing I think that divided people, Mary, and that I'd really like to deep dive with you a little bit because people, um, when I was reading through the Bluey fan club pages and things like that, they were talking about how even if their child was in a bad mood, they wouldn't let them go and hit other people's towers of bricks over. They wouldn't let them throw the washing all over the floor. You know, how? when is enough enough? Is this something that they're assuming, you know, parents will be able to look at this as, oh, well, that's in Bluey. Um, maybe let's try the techniques that Bluey's bringing to the table to calm Bingo down and talk about it that way or are they – you know, are there a whole bunch of three and four year olds that after watching this episode just started chucking stuff <laughs> everywhere and stomping around the house? Man, if anyone's three or four year old started after this episode, I want that three <laughs> or four year old because I feel like most of them already there, right? <laughs> I guess, yeah, we're already so far down that path that it didn't even occur to me that could be a problem. Yeah, I was thinking like three or four, God, the 10 month old is just ripping the joint apart. <laughs> the He's not even in a bad mood. He's in a great mood. Woof, woof, woof. Uh, woof. So good. What's this, Mum? Um, it's all your folded washing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, I guess that is the flip side, that we're, the Bluey's narrative in this episode is very much the fixer. Um, she is, like me and you, Kate, very much the fixer <laughs> and um, has to get Bingo out of the bad mood. Come on, Bluey, fix. What gets me out of a bad mood? Oh, I know. Possibly straight out of um, the Calypso playbook that she's suggesting, you know, the deep breathing and um, the relaxing chair. (laughs) Yeah, very nice. I don't, Bon brought home from daycare something that we have used again and again, and that's the um, red zone and blue zone and green zone. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I've seen Um, them on other people's fridges and always thought, hmm, that's a good technique. Okay. Mm. Well, I don't know. It was it was one photocopied sheet, so I don't know how much I'm meant to have um, <laughs> done further research on it. But basically, green zone is happy, blue zone is sad, and red zone is uh, where you're starting to get, you know, the rage. Um, and Bon came home with fixes for a red zone, like you might like to sit on the couch, you might like to drink a glass of water, um, and was really pretty invested in, you know. So and the then we had lots of that he had to name. Like when I'm in the red zone, these are the things I like or? or Uh, I think it was, I think they'd just been kind of given general, you know, life hacks for dealing with the red zone. (laughs) Give me life hacks for four-year-olds, jeez. Well, (laughs) but it is like it's pretty top of mind, you know, for kids this age group that, yeah, the, the, the big feelings, you do need a way to deal with them. But then when you're actually in that zone, Pretty rare that he actually wants to take Go any of the, the suggestions for dialing down the red zone. Deep breath in. All the way to your belly. 
Stop fidgeting, honey. And how? Isn't that relaxing? <laughs> That's not to creak the door, honey. Yeah, I think the more tools you've got in your toolkit, for want of a better word, is probably is probably great. Um, but yeah. Obviously, none of them ever work all of the time, and Bluey's finding that in this oh God. episode. I remember at school, and it was just like, "I'm going to get the ruler out." That was that was like, "Get you out of the red zone." <laughs> was that the teacher? Yeah, um, the teacher. Oh my gosh! <laughs> really? Yeah, yeah. Prep. I remember one kid really like got smacked in front of the whole class. Maybe we shouldn't put that in the podcast. Jesus. Oh yeah. well, it ha- no, I can I can remember grade two a teacher breaking a nail when she just had it with oh really a particularly playing up kid and yeah she there was no ruler involved it was just but she was mortified having done it. Wow. And, and you know the kid was fine like it was just it was more a rap on the table than a rap on the kid but um <laughs> but at the same time I reckon every kid in that classroom would have well like I am now remembered that for the rest of ever. So yeah, yeah not that uh I'm condoning violence in any way. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just say that, that just the impression of violence sometimes works. No, not even that. Not even that. <laughs> just um, threats. Just basic threats. <laughs> just empty threats will get you everywhere. <laughs> Probably not. No. There's a few things I really um, like just shout outs to the parents, I think, in this, which was um, I really liked how Bandit went to the couch and started watching cricket because, you know, I know when I'm in a bit of a bad mood, a bit of TV scrolling time is, is optimal. That is a central red zone, um, yeah, <laughs> red zone remedy. Yeah, so um, getting getting the chocolate out of the fridge to me also yes. seems like a very grown up. I'm in the red zone. These are the things. But then, did you see Bandit just like trying to move it out of Bingo's hands? So even <laughs> though she got it out, she couldn't actually take a bite. Bingo, you're eating treat food. <laughs> it's not me. My bathroom is making me eat chocolate. Stop it! You'll get a tummy ache. We're all so internally conflicted, aren't we? <laughs> <laughs> and then Bluey's like, that's treat food. It'll give you a tummy ache. I was like, oh, yes, please get that messaging into the children watching at home. It's great. <laughs> um, yeah, when the couch crash happened, um, Bingo's protest, I don't even like cricket. was <laughs> 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 perfect. Like, who knows why we do the things we do, much less when we're being controlled by, <laughs> by, by external mood. forces. <laughs> um, there were just some perfect moments in there. Um, the, the one that really got me, though, was when um, Bluey starts with uh, the drawing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but even more than that, that song. Have we discovered the most annoying song ever written ever? Oh. Like, for me, this is the new ch- annoying children's song up there with, um, you know, that song in Peppa Pig and it was like the cows go moo and the sheep go bah. Oh, no, uh, no, no, sorry, um, reverse. Yes, I do. Tweet, tweet. Yeah, and it's just made up words. It's is ma- it the Ning Nong song or something like that? Bing bong. Bing bong song. 
Yes. Mm, no, that one's Madame Gazelle's number, isn't it? Bing oh, bong, bing, oh, okay, bing, maybe bong, not. Bing bong, bing bong, bing bong. No, I'm thinking of um, up in like Grandpa Pig and Nanny Pig's attic. They've got like an old record player, and like, oh, it's like yeah. Mummy Pig's favorite song from when she was. But it's like right. all mixed up animals. So I think it's like the sheep go moo and the pigs okay, go that bark, does ring a bell. Something like that. Uh, yeah, that to me was like ultimate earworm that would get stuck in my head for days and be cursing Peppa Pig and now, <laughs> and now just... it's lollipop, lollipop. Well, uh, lollipop, lollipops had its own breakout <laughs> success. Oh, You'll be horrified me, to me. know that the Ludo team actually, well after this episode first aired, um, it was only just earlier this year that, you know, they've been posting sort of little extra clips I mm. guess on their um socials and yeah this clip was called lollipop and just bingo and bluey walk into the hallway put down that um speaker that's appeared in lots of episodes and put on the lollipop song and it's just the biggest like you know every dance move they've got in their adorable little dance arsenals is broken out but then chili just walks in deadpan takes the speaker, <laughs> turns off the speaker and takes it away. Um, and that prompts in the background looking very innocent until that point. Um, oh, what's the bird's name? Chattermax. Chattermax, yeah. So Chattermax is back with a vengeance. So, yeah, if you haven't seen the clip, um, I'm not doing it justice. It's really cute but very earwormy. Um, and, yeah, it's we've shared it on our socials as well. We'll have to do that again because, yeah, it's hilarious. Lee horrible. Great. <laughs> There's been some great little clips actually. There was one the other day with um it was like um tea party or something and it was yes, Honey's yeah. parents. Oh, so cute. Um just so yeah, so British. I really liked that. <laughs> so British so and British. so you know, how often do you get involved in a game with kids if both parents are involved it becomes a conversation between the parents as well. But it also just perfectly captures the argument because we don't drink coffee in this house cuz I'm allergic. But um yeah, so people just drink tea when they when everyone takes their tea so differently and it's like yeah, I think that captured it beautifully. So It was very cute, yeah. Have you seen those graphs and it's like, you know, imagine if you married someone and they they you found out their tea was this colour and it's like bright white <laughs> you know, or, or like black uh, with like horrifying. the teeniest drop of milk, horrifying. I think we're pretty similar in the tea department, so I feel like we can have this conversation. But, yeah, that's yeah. true, yeah. Every, yeah. There might be people being um, shamed by us as we speak, but <laughs> oh well, lift your game, I honestly. like white tea. <laughs> I like a ghost. Thanks. Look at this happy unicorn. Perhaps you'd like to add something lovely to it. <laughs> oh, goodness. The, the, the one more uh, hack that Bluey had to get Bingo out of the bad mood was the drawing, <laughs> which... <laughs> With the unicorn. Um, I just love how spectacularly that backfired <laughs> because that does feel like every attempt I ever make to, like, get my children to, you know, chill out and stop the tantrum. Yeah, the fact that Bluey's, you know, perfect. Like, she, she really puts on the calming teacher voice as well. Now, here you are, children. And um, the gorgeous little unicorn she draws is just so tragically defaced. <laughs> it's a real buttermilk moment, and I wonder if it'll make it to the States. 
It has. Really? So, okay. Yes, this has been noted. Um, the yeah, the the horses do poo in the states now. We well, at least in the drawn form. And um, <laughs> yeah, I, I if you don't have no know. idea what we're talking about in, in the episode <laughs> markets where buttermilk does a poo and Indy and Bluey run away from it. Apparently, it was edited in the United States so that buttermilk doesn't poo. Right, that is, yes. So um, in and- Bad Mood, when they draw the poo coming out of the unicorn, like ban- the Bad Mood, a.k.a. Bandit, goes nuts with the brown marker, uh, and that's made it? All right. I'm so you. perhaps they're lightening up over there. Uh, perhaps it's a whole new, you know, <laughs> happy world in the US or perhaps um, who knows. Let us know what you think if you're listening <laughs> from the US, why um, texter or, yeah, Marker uh, horse poo is doable and real horses not so much. Well, it's all animation. Like <laughs> none of it's real. No, it's real. <laughs> well, that's lovely. I'm sorry, Bluey. <laughs> but, yeah, so Bluey's efforts uh, hit a lot of brick walls but do get payoff eventually. <laughs> How happy were you when she finally sneaks bingo away from the bad mood (laughs) oh i loved that moment but then she went back to the bad mood and that to me this was a real change of pace because all of a sudden it's like she must like being in a bad mood and yeah we know all the reasons why some people really enjoy being in a bad mood they get away (laughs) with stuff they can be manipulative they've got people fawning over them to try and make things better Yep. Yep. If she was uh, our age, it would have just been like a, a vague book kind of Facebook <laughs> post, like such a bad mood, dot, dot, dot. Kate McMahon is feeling sad. Oh. Bit of that. <laughs> and then you get 50 comments like, hon, what's up? What's going on? Don't worry, Kate. I've, I've DM'd you. <laughs> <laughs> I would never vague book. I just think it's just tell someone how you feel and what you need. Like, what's so anyway. Uh, Sometimes you do need an external bad mood to blame it on, though, don't you? (laughs) (laughs) Perhaps we all just need a bandit in our lives saying, it's not me, it's the bad mood. (laughs) It's the bad mood. Let's hide it here, Bingo. Bingo? (laughs) So Bingo is uh, not... Not the damsel in distress that Bluey thought she was, mm. um, but that does mean Bluey gets to uh, change her tack, I guess. And I think Bluey really enjoys um, switching from calming kindergarten teacher to kind of devious uh, trapper. <laughs> <laughs> um, and love that, yes, the game involves the grannies uh little car. walkable car as well um yeah that that that's still kicking around the house because I was thinking we've got one of those and I was thinking the other day oh have the kids finally grown out of it perhaps it's time to get rid of it um I don't know if I can take the fact that Bluey still uses hers as a reason to keep it <laughs> but, but yeah they they are pretty uh fun toys they are really fun toys but um yeah can I just ask a favor that you hide it next time I come over with Will because he's a very very tall like he's on track to be six foot nine so he's extremely tall for his age 
and apparently got stuck in one at kinder. <laughs> and they had to like full on, not jaws of life, but, you know, it was pretty close. There was some like manipulation of limbs and things to get him out because like he just, he took a tumble in it and, yeah, because he's so oh, tall. There is... were just arms and legs poking out of every window and, yeah. oh. It seems like, um, you know, Alice in Wonderland when she eats the cookie inside the house. and gets- Yes. Yeah, that, yeah, that kind um, of image, yeah. I can definitely picture it <laughs> and, yeah, that the uh, the dimensions stack up. I can, yeah, Will is definitely that big. <laughs> oh, he Will, lo- okay. He loves Consider us. it hidden. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, feel free to get rid of it. I won't be sad. <laughs> oh, man. Okay, well, yeah, I'll take that on board. But all I really want out of that conversation is to see the video because it does sound as adorable <laughs> as it is terrifying. <laughs> What do you reckon, Bingo? Now you're in a good mood. Cuddle. And then Chili comes along and she whisks Bingo out uh, into a good mood. And do you think Bingo's enjoying the change of pace or or does she feel a bit duped? Uh, Look, I think who could resist Chili in her Lady Gabardee hat and <laughs> being just, you know, such a force of hugs and um, and happiness. But, you know, yes, we're all prepared to accept that being in a bad mood is kind of external to us and, you know, you can't really control it or at least at that age there's not much, not much you can do about it. But I always do think of a good mood as being more internal. Like I'm always prepared to take credit for the good mood, whereas the bad mood I'll blame on <laughs> something else. So to see the bad, the good mood also being external was like, oh, okay, well, perhaps that's true actually. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I think you're right. Bingo, yeah, bingo is a bit torn, but that's why she then wants to go and give the hug to the bad mood and kind of spread the love that she's found as well, I reckon. I should give my bad mood a cuddle. Hmm. By this stage, I'm not sure where we are in the kind of, you know, parenting theory slash, <laughs> you know, neuroscience world. All the oxytocin from the cuddles. <laughs> and- but it's definitely a very nice happy ending. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, I have to say, Matt, two things. You always put me in a good mood, so thanks <laughs> for being my chili. I should wear a hat more often. <laughs> yeah, we should. And... Um, yeah, I think the the ending was very sweet because um, Bingo just reinforcing that message. No way, he's bad. No, he isn't. He was just behaving bad. <sighs> That's such an important message for not just kids but adults as well. I mean, I think we all know someone that will use their bad mood to blame everyone and everything around them for their own poor behaviour. <laughs> and, you know, and, they, and they'll be like, oh, I can't control what I'm doing because of my bad mood. And it's like, mm, well, I just think that it was a very clever way of showing that you can be more than just your emotion. <laughs> There's emotion, <laughs> yes. information, but you don't have to necessarily act on that information. 
yeah, but on the flip side as well, you need the good coming in mm. to turn to turn it around. So perhaps it puts the onus on the community as well. Mm. That, oh, yeah. Mm. Which, uh, but you know, where where are we all going to get our chili in her lady Gabba D hat? Turn our moods around. Yes, more emotional labor required from the women of the world. Uh, <laughs> actually, this has turned up, it ended up in a very depressing place. No, I'm sure we can all do it if we just all agree. <laughs> and perhaps, perhaps I'd like to see the sequel to this episode where Chili gets to be the bad mood and it's on Bandit to be the good mood oh. and turn it all around. Mm, maybe we'll see a return of the bad mood at some point. I reckon Chili could rock a Viking helmet. To be she honest. definitely could. Maybe with a bit of operatic singing mixed in as well. Oh, nice. Yeah, perhaps an operatic version of the Bluey theme song. We know she loves that one. <laughs> it's a banger. So speaking um, of music, Mary. Yes, was, where does it go? Well, um, I was texting with a few people. I tried reaching out to Joff, but I think he's a little bit busy. So I reached out to a good friend of the Bluey podcast, uh, Liz Gaffray, uh, who is an expert in all things sound from mm-hmm. University of New South Wales. Is that right? Yes. Yes, from the University of New South Wales. And um, she, I, I said to her, because when this episode actually came out, she was all over Twitter saying, this is my new favourite episode. I was like, that's a big call. She's a big wow. fan of the show. So anyway. Did she stand by it? Still favourite? Uh, I said, I know it's, it is a fave of yours. And she she definitely, she said a that lot up. of information. Cool. So I'm guessing it is <laughs> Okay, lay it on us. Anyway, so uh, texting with Liz uh, and she said there is a definite musical theme for the bad mood that starts with bingo because bingo starts this bad mood. And, yes, it's probably short repeated melody that we see Mm -hmm. in lots of different instrumentations. So the thing with changing instrumentations, it can help influence how we perceive the music and the the underlying cues. So, for example, when – Bluey is trying to get Bingo out of the bad mood. The same theme is used, but it's used on like the high octaves of the piano. So like for the breaths and then it becomes a lot smoother, uh, like the notes are sort of drawn out, whereas when Bandit is stomping around, they use quite low instruments and make it quite staccato. So it's like, dur, 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 you know, that sort <laughs> yeah. of feeling stomping of music. Like, yeah, exactly. Stomping music compared to the, more calm and um, breathing in and out sort of vibes of, of Bluey. Well, that didn't work. <laughs> hey, Bingo, maybe you'd like to draw some lovely pictures? That always helps me when I'm in a bad mood. She said, I love the battle against uh, when Bluey starts when she plays a CD player to try and get her to drown it out and then the bad mood theme comes back faster and there's a couple of chase scenes like that too. Uh, she said it's a lot like the way that Mozart music was used in Magic Xylophone to let us into the game. So, oh, yeah. Uh, and she said Bluey also stops it for a bit with big breaths in the drawing. Mm. It's almost like the melody gets stuck, like the bad mood, like an earworm when you get the song stuck in your head. She said it reminds me a little bit of Can't Get You Out of My Head by Kylie. <laughs> oh. Yeah, it's certainly fun to repeat. And she said, uh, either way, it's a good pop music hook that moves around and repeats and resolves. 
And she said, with my doctor lady hat on, I love a doctor lady. Yes, tell me about it. She said, it's like Adorno's theory of repetition in popular music, in brackets. He hated it. (laughs) That was (laughs) what made it inferior and childlike. But that's always what makes it so (sighs) pleasurable. (laughs) So I quite like that. Adorno sounds like a barrel of laughs, doesn't he? (laughs) Anything (laughs) it repeats is childlike and terrible. Just another cranky music guy, like our list of them, just just the ones we've mentioned on the podcast, just is miles long already. I know, so many cranky composers and people in the music industry, uh, probably a white man anyway. Um, yeah, so she loved it and she was saying that, you know, we really, uh, the, it draws the viewer in, I guess, with the, the melodies so you feel like you're part of the game and, yeah, that balance between the music that we can hear but also that the characters would be hearing in the game was great. I'm well, so I reckon Liz Dufresne uh, might be my best on ground for this episode. Yeah, that's <laughs> true. Uh, who's yours for um, Bad Mood, Kate? I'm going to go with Bandit because I think he gets so involved and it's kind of hilarious and adorable uh, and really brings the comedic laughs. Uh, the bit where... My, and this is probably my favourite quotable, well, it's not even a quotable quote because it's not a line, but, yeah, the bit where Bingo comes back to the bad mood and, like, she just gets this really evil little glint in her eyes <laughs> and he, yes. his eyebrows just go, all right, let's do this. So <laughs> that's probably my moment. Um, yeah. Um, yeah, but probably quotable quote would be uh, Chili, she must like being in a bad mood. And then it's like, oh, so. Yeah. What about that, you? Best on ground? That really is the big uh, realization moment. Um, agree with everything you've said there. And yeah, Bandit's pretty hard to go past, but. Um, because I'm aspiring to be a better parent at the moment. I think um, Bluey is nailing where I would like to be <laughs> with all her strategies, um, uh, but also the fact that none of them really work. I can I can blame that. For like, oh, well, if it's not working for Bluey, it won't work for me either. I can just give up now. So <laughs> thanks, Bluey. <laughs> and did you have a quotable um, quote for the? Oh, gosh. Actually, no, I've got a uh, what isn't a quote as well, but it's a quotable quote from Age who I watched this episode with. He's like, why have they only got two lines on the clothes line? How do they, <laughs> how do, they do their washing? Like, so, um, so, yeah, the <laughs> just noticing different things in this episode and, um, yeah, only two uh, single lines on the clothes line, like, we still we still haven't um, worked out the mystery of what they're constantly hanging out on the washing line, but clearly maybe they don't actually have that much of it because the washing line is a bit scant to begin with. Yeah, like you know, like family. I don't know about your washing situation, Mary, but we are like at least oh. a load a day. Like, yeah, you need you no, need a lot of space. Do we have um, any know that? Oh, I've got a great know that now. Oh, do it. All right, let's do it. So we know that now, Mary. Uh, I have been hot on the Bluey fan clubs of the world on Facebook this week, and one of them had the most interesting conversation about the healer's car and the number plate, which is 419HLR. Yes, now, okay. Did you see this conversation, this thread? No. Oh, it was Lay it on me. So 
you know how we speculated at the time that because this series, or I think uh, the second series aired in April 2019. No. Yeah. No. Okay. Maybe it was the, the second, second half of, of the first, first year. season. Yep. Yeah. And so we we're like, oh, 419 HLR, maybe that's it. Well, someone else came up with this, and I think that this is on the money, actually. So in graphic design they use something called hexadecimal colors which like every color has a number oh yep and the number 419 is the exact blue of bluey oh wow yeah so i know so as soon as i saw that i was just like oh yeah that's got to be it Uh, so if if we're taking that literally the number plate would be blue 419 yeah Genius. Yes, I oh, know. I people. That is the best. It is so clever. <laughs> and as soon as I saw this thread and they were going through it and someone like graphic design, he was like, look, this is the exact colour that 419 is and look, it's the exact colour of blue. He was like, genius. Totally I'm blown. Genius. That is such a good, we know that now. <gasps> um, hopefully some of the team can get back to us and confirm that. I reckon they will. They, oh. They'd be pretty proud of that one I, I don't even care if they didn't come up with it I just want to make that true <laughs> guys claim it yeah. yeah just claim that you did it on purpose if you didn't do it on purpose because it's amazing um and another um, we know that now is um you know how we were talking in cafe about um making friends with other parents uh yes by dropping bluey into the conversation well uh at my swimming I dropped blew into the conversation and I've got a new friend out of it. So there we go. Oh, well the other parents, That is then, such a good one. And she texted me the other day. She said, I just listened to your podcast. I really like it. So hi, Kate, if you are listening. <laughs> so, um, Wait till she gets up to that episode and go, hey, I've been playing. No, <laughs> it's I'm part of her strategy. I'm actual content. No, she's um, so one quick piece of uh, we know that now and also mailbag as mm. well. Um, one of our uh, longtime listeners, um, Andrew P. Street, who's also an Australian writer who writes about all things kind of culture and music, um, he checked in to say um, was listening to one of our recent episodes and discussion of earworm uh, kids TV themes mm, mm. and wanted to pass on his favourite piece of pointless Australian music trivia, the theme to Round the Twist, which um, I think was your favourite one, Kate. Have you ever? Um, you felt like- was written by Andrew Duffield, who is best known as the keyboardist for The Models. Mm, um, wow. That's which, important. Yes. Yeah, um, that's quite good. Which, Andrew rattles off a huge list of um, classic model songs, including uh, I Hear Motion, Barbados, Big on Love. Um, And, yeah, that was all him. Um, And he also did a solo album that nobody bought called Ten Happy Fingers. Um, (laughs) And Andrew also DJs and he never DJs without dropping um the song you know what I like about that guy nothing <laughs> because um <laughs> he hopes that you know one other person might might know what he's on about um anyway yeah that was just he was so enthusiastic sharing all that knowledge that uh I wanted to enthusiastically share it with all the got to be done listeners <laughs> as well I love it so good thank you Andrew um yeah I think we are there <laughs> Somehow, amazingly. Um, Is your mood any better at this end of the podcast than the other end, Kate? 
yeah, I think I'm, I'm feeling relieved. I'm feeling I'm feeling good, and I'm trying to work out where I can find a Viking hat. So I'll keep you posted if I find one. Perhaps chocolate in the fridge is the easier place to start. <laughs> Um, you can find us for good mood times on all our socials. We're at BlueyPod on Insta, at BlueyPodcast on Twitter, uh, BlueyPod on Facebook, and you can email us as well, BlueyPod at gmail.com. Um, we'd love to hear from you and that just always puts us in a good mood. Um, <laughs> Until next Kate. week, man. <laughs> yes, till next week. Uh, it's got to be, be done. done. Bye. 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 Baby, you just need to be alive!